This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 95, Plain Jane Glory. In this episode, I've got some crafting, some progress on my biggest project, a little tale about the search for my Plain Jane Glory, but we should, of course, kick this all off with some updates. Alrighty, so what has been going on? So my main set of updates is on the progress of the house. I think it's been a month. Yeah, it's been 30 days since we've been in the house and things are moving along. So, you know, in the first couple weeks, you take a big chunk out of getting all of the, you know, major things unpacked, like all the dishes, all the bedding, get everybody set up for living, right? But then there's all these other ancillary boxes laying around that you still have to get through and figure out the disposition of what's inside them. And I've been making progress on that. So I'm still like stay-at-home parent at this point. So I have, you know, most of my days to take care of that. And I've taken a huge chunk out of some things. It was really hard to decide how to focus on, you know, what do I do next? Which boxes do I tackle? What room do I go in? Those kind of things. Until the boy helped me focus. So his overarching goal in searching through boxes and making a mess the first couple weeks was trying to find his diploma. I think I mentioned that. We still haven't located it, but I knew there were like two places that that diploma was likely to be. So in our previous house, the, our little office area, like with our file box and shredder and all that stuff was located, co-located with the craft space. Unfortunately, what I really needed to do, unfortunately, unfortunately for me, was get all of the boxes from the craft room unpacked because who knows what the packers did and what items they put into which boxes, right? So I say so a lot and I'm really sorry about that. So I got every single cardboard box unpacked from the craft room and there were lots because I had all my books and all of those kind of things packed in boxes, all of my like fiber stash and yarn and fabric, I packed into Rubbermaid bins. So I knew it wasn't in any of those, but I still needed to get the cardboard boxes undone. And I found stat, like probably if you stack it all up, it's about two feet worth of paperwork that now I need to go through to figure out if the diploma is located in that stuff that I have on, you know, that I have unearthed but I did get all the boxes in the craft room unpacked, which is cool. Right now, our focus is I'm doing all the stuff on the inside of the house and the boy is doing all the stuff on the outside of the house, which entails mainly working on the barn and the pasture. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the house came with a barn and a pasture and a horse. Did I mention the horse? So we acquired a horse. So let me tell you about the horse. The horse's name is Cutter. Cutter is a 12-year-old American Quarter horse. Now, the previous owners of the home had this horse for eight years, 10 years, about 10 years. And for the first two, the 
primary owner of the horse was very active, rode the horse, like did all sorts of stuff. But then for six to eight years, she pretty much made sure he was fed a little bit every day. They acted like the horse was like a big part of their family and all of the stuff like, hey, can we come back and visit the horse? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got ahead of myself. Sorry. So during the sales process, the owner of the previous owner of the home was asking if it would be possible for her to rent back the barn while she looked for a suitable home for the horse. My spouse was like, well, what are you selling the horse for? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He pretty much told her that the house that the horse is currently located at is a suitable home for the horse. So we acquired a horse. I always tell him it's his horse, but I mean, I guess I can't really get around it because I feed the horse every morning and give the poor guy treats and all of these things, right? The horse is quite a bit underweight. Like the previous owner acted like she was totally in love with this horse and it was like her everything, but she hadn't ridden it because of time, she said, in six to eight years. And like he's skinny enough that you can see his ribs. Had it not been for the fact that this horse is pretty much a rescue, I probably wouldn't have gone for it. But I feel bad that no one had really given this horse any love (laughs) or food in the past, you know, who knows how many years. So the boy takes care of the horse and the outside. The horse is green broke. So he's been working with him to try to get him back up to snuff, get him used to the idea of possibly, possibly being ridden here in the near future. My husband's ridden a horse twice in his entire life, but now he wants to be, you know, like expert rider, which is awesome though, because my sister-in-law owns horses, one of which is rideable. The other has her, her arthritis is too bad for that horse to be ridden. So their intent is by the end of the summer, they'll be trail riding these horses and everybody will be happy. So that's cool. So he's working on the pasture and they had no water mitigation or anything like that. And the horse currently has a two, uh, 18 inch to two foot step down out of the barn. And the boy is using my brother's tractor to move dirt so we can pack it all down and rebuild the, like the dead zone outside of the barn for safety and those kind of things. So he's actually like leveling out other areas of our pasture. We have about five acres and moving dirt over to the barn so we can get that all packed down. And, you know, he's wearing repairing fences that had not been touched in years putting gutters on the barn and doing that kind of stuff so that's his goal us outside my goal has been unpacking boxes and getting things put away where they belong in about two weeks bird will be home just briefly from college and so i need to get her room set up and that kind of thing just her bed she can unpack her own boxes i'm you know she's grown she'll be fine so we're down to just a handful of boxes in this area or that area And my goal is to do three to four boxes every day, get things put away so that I can work on other stuff. You know, I run all the errands and I do all those things. Like I've got to go to the DMV on Monday. I'm super excited about that. Yay. So I get those kind of things taken care of in the house and taken care of for the household and while trying to get the house unpacked and ready to go, which isn't horrible, but I've made a lot of progress on things. Hopefully we find the diploma soon and I will keep you posted on how everything's going. Uh, Hopefully in the next like two weeks the house is ready we can have maybe a housewarming party, have neighbors and friends over and that kind of thing. That'll be awesome. Have the knit girls over to see the place and see the craft room and all that good stuff. So that's awesome. 
So that's where I stand in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. In this episode of Spin a Tale, I have a little story or contemplation for you about the search for my plain Jane glory. Over the past, well, nearly seven months, I have been doing all the right things to try to find employment. You know that. We've talked about it a couple times. I have a professional looking at all my resumes before I submit them and apply for jobs. I'm networking. I'm connected with my local chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. I've every person I know or have ever known that lives in Colorado Springs. I have touched base with and talked with and met with and had lunch with and passed on my resume and that kind of thing. So I'm doing like I'm doing all of the right things, attending job fairs, going to resume writing classes and that kind of to, like everything I can do to improve my odds of finding a position. I'm skilled. I'm pretty good at what I do, actually. But for whatever reason, I cannot crack the code on finding a position. So over the last two weeks or so, I have been contemplating my plain Jane glory. What is the thing that I want to do in retirement? Like, where do I want to go when it's all said and done? Where do I want to be? And what do I want to be doing once I've hung up my, you know, full-time employment hat? That's what I've been contemplating. Because I think we all want that. We all want to find that happiness and the peace of doing what we want to do on our own schedules and finding joy in every single day, right? I didn't find a whole lot of joy in my past employment. You know, like the nine to five grind is super not fun. I'm not a fan of it. I do it. I do a good job. I'm actually a very hard worker and very committed to my, you know, whatever organization I'm working for because I like to do I like job satisfaction, you know, so doing a good job and finding rewarding outcomes is, is always pleasant, but I just, without employment, like what, what am I going to do with myself? I should be doing something to move my future forward right now. Like once we're settled into this house, where can I focus while I'm looking for employment? What can I do? So I've been contemplating possibly going back to school. I have some benefits through the Veterans Administration that I could possibly go back to school, maybe get an MBA or something like that to improve my odds of finding gainful employment. I could start my own business. And again, the Veterans Administration, of course, the Small Business Council in the area all have resources that would aid me in figuring out where my passions lie and how to turn those into profit, right? So that's really what I've been thinking about over the last few weeks. What are alternatives to finding full-time employment where I could still make the money that I need to make in order to meet all of our goals? Like we're not destitute or anything because I do have my military pension, which is awesome. So the bills are paid. We have a roof over our head, but I'm, you know, I'm a little short of what our goals are. And I, you know, are, is there another path for me to take that would get us to those goals? And that's really what I've been thinking about. So I have been searching for my playing Jane Glory. What is it? Do I want to be a public relations and corporate communications consultant? Do I want to see if I can find my knit liberty? Because I have, you know, some overarching goals where this whole, you know, crafty, fibery goodness could turn into something different. Even if it's teaching locally and that kind of thing. Heck, uh, 
there's enough funding and those kind of resources available through the Veterans Administration and Small Business Administration that I could probably open a yarn store if I wanted. But I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to be tied to a brick and mortar, you know? So those are the kind of things that I have actually been contemplating over the last couple of weeks. How do I find my plain Jane glory? I bet that all of you have daydreams or are actually living your glory right now. And that's awesome. I think we all have that thing that we want to find that will bring us joy in the next phase of our life. And I'm just trying to decide, hey, am I actually in that next phase of my life right now and not recognizing it? So that's where I've been over the last couple of weeks. And I will keep you posted on what I decide to do with that. All right, and now it is on to spinning my wheels. In spinning, I really still have been focusing on that alpaca bump that I got from my mom, working it on my Louette S45, and it's a beautiful little wheel, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Not making a whole ton of progress because I don't have a whole lot of time. I haven't found a whole lot of time to just sit and spin. Like typically in the past, I would do that, you know, at Nick Group or like while watching TV and that kind of thing. But the TV these days rarely comes on. When I was living in my brother's basement, the television was on all the time because I was like chugging away on resumes and doing that kind of thing. But I've been a little bypassed by the house, so there hasn't been a whole lot of time to spend. But I'm still working on it. I have one bobbin about halfway full, but that's about it. Not a whole ton of movement on that. In knitting. So I haven't started anything new, which is fine. But I did manage to tink back my sock gussets, <laughs> the 10 rows or so that I had ma- made progress on, on those socks. On I had only done two rows on the one gusset just to get like it started. I picked up the stitches and then like knit two rounds just to get everything started. But I had to, of course, tink that back because I forgot to turn the heel. Yay me. The other one had actually about 15 to 20 rows done on it before I realized that I had skipped the heel. But since then, okay, so I unknit both gussets and pickups, turned the heels, picked up the heel flap stitches, finished both sets of gusset decreases, and now I've transitioned to working on the foot. No more decreases. Both socks are ready to just finish up the foot and the toe and then be done. So definitely by the next episode, that will be done. That's awesome. Because there's a little bit of patterning on those socks and they had the decreases and I'm not super good at ripping back, I actually like unknit both the socks. You know, I went stitch by stitch to make sure I didn't mess anything up because I don't think I would have been able to find my place if I had just frogged it like straight. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I got a lot done over the last couple of weeks on those and it makes me happy. And then the only other thing I have had working is the biggest project the craft room. So because of the mad dash to find the diploma, this is what I've gotten accomplished. So I didn't want to just unpack boxes. I wanted to unpack boxes and put things away where they belong. So I got all the furniture in place. So that's the sewing tables, my bookshelves, and then the shelves where I store my stash. So once I got all of the furniture in place, I unpacked all the boxes. There were probably 20 boxes that had books and accessories and those kind of things in them. So I got all the books unpacked and put on the bookshelves, which is cool. And they don't look, because I have more room in that room, I have a lot of, I have a lot less extra stuff on the bookshelves. 
So when they were in the previous craft room, because I had no additional storage, like the entire tops of all the bookshelves were used for storing equipment and accessories and those kind of things. And, you know, I think I had some pillow forms and some quilt batting and the, like stacked on top of the bookshelves. I don't have to do that anymore because I've got that whole closet. So it's cool. It's a lot cleaner, a lot less cluttered, and that makes me happy. I got all of my fiber stash inventoried. Okay, that excludes my fleeces. So there are no fleeces taken out of their current hiding places or storage places. So that's just my dyed or processed fibers, whatever that I've purchased over the years. Those are all inventoried. They're in my stash on Ravelry and they're put away. And then, okay, this is how far I've gotten on yarn. I put a king size flat sheet on the floor of the craft room. I unpacked all of the Rubbermaid bins that held my yarn and I discovered that someone may have a sock yarn issue. May. We don't want to call it a problem, apparently. Some people object to calling it a problem. Um, so I got all of those Rubbermaid bins unpacked, laid out on that king-size sheet, and I'm going skein by skein and making sure it's inventoried in my Ravelry and making sure it's all accounted for. Because I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but we have at least two boxes missing from the move and not exactly sure what was in them. So if I like run up, run across like a whole section of who knows what that's missing, for all I know, it was a container of yarn that was one of the missing boxes. So I'm getting it all inventoried. And as I make sure it's in Ravelry, I put it on the shelf. So by the time I record again next time, all of the yarn, all of the fabric, and all of my fiber will have been put away, which is cool. And then really after that, it's a matter of cleaning off the sewing table, setting up my sewing machines and organizing the backroom storage, which is cool. Cause I like the fleece. I just have my fleeces sorted by what's clean and processed, what isn't clean, you know, what's still dirty. Um, and then they're in these large Rubbermaid bins and there's two to three fleeces per large bin. I had them stacked in a corner in the previous craft room, but they're going to be in the, in the back room. So that's awesome. Once I get that done, I can start making sure I'll, you know, working through the fleeces and getting them cleaned. And it's cool because in this house, I actually have like a utility sink that I can use for washing fleeces, which is awesome. I do not have a decent washing machine that would help me in that process because it doesn't have like a spin only cycle. I would absolutely love it if it had a spin only cycle. That would make me very happy. It doesn't have a standard cylinder in the center of it. So I might be able to do something with it because I don't think it would agitate to the regular, you know what I mean? There's not really a soak setting either. That'd be awesome. If there was like a soak, drain, and spin, I would be very happy. But I don't think that there is. Not a huge fan of this washing machine. Not because of that, just because it does weird stuff that I've never experienced before. But we should be making, I should have lots to report in the next episode on hopefully some finishing progress for the biggest project and some of the other rooms and stuff I've got around the house. And that is all I've got in spinning my wheels. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you all again for tuning in. I really, really appreciate your attendance. 
I mentioned it last time, my listenership is really far down, but that's because I'm kind of starting over again. After the server crash, my iTunes took a dump and all of those things because the RS, the, my RSS feed was down. If you are a longtime listener and enjoy the show, I would greatly appreciate it if you would hop on iTunes and give the old podcast a little review so that it will pop up for other listeners. When I, and other potential listeners, to help people find the show. I have done my own searches, you know, search for knitting, search for spinning and those kind of things, the keywords and tags, and it doesn't come up because it's unreviewed. So they only list like, they call them un, like less relevant items will not pop up in this search. And I'm pretty sure right now, Spin Control Podcast is a less relevant podcast. <laughs> so your help would be greatly appreciated. And I look forward to everything that the next two weeks brings so I can record for you and keep you posted on everything I've got going on. And hopefully there's a little bit more crafting in my future podcasts and I will keep you posted. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. This episode, I have a song called Big Black Car by Gregory Allen Isaacoff leading us out. And I thank you all for tuning in and I hope you enjoy it. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl. Follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Made. Or catch me on Instagram as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. You were a phonograph, I was a kid, I sat with an ear close, just listening. Was there when the rain tapped away down your face? You were a miracle, I was just holding your space. Time has a way of throwing it all in your face The past she is haunted, the future is laced Heartbreak, you know, drives a big black car I swear I was in the backseat, just minding my own Love to just get into some of your stories, me. No.
all my pain and change.